This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. Good e or good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. I'm gonna do that, and I'm gonna have to add to the jar every time I mess it up. Uh, <laughs> uh, speaking of messing things up, the Sharks mess up a golden opportunity for two points, losing in overtime 5-4 against the Washington Capitals. If you want to be part of the show, please go ahead and use at Teal Town USA across all the social media platforms. That includes Twitter, Instagram, the YouTube chat when we get that figured out, Facebook, SoundCloud, and Reddit. <laughs> I am joined by the one and only Ian Reed. Ian, how are you doing this afternoon? I mean, uh, it looked like things were going to be shiny, but uh, a little bit of storm clouds appearing out on the horizon. Yeah, I mean, it's the, it's the tale of two games in one game, really. Um, you know, like you went into this game and... Look, there was things that were concerning about this game as it went through, but it looked, you know, you you put in the empty netter and usually that's game. Um, unfortunately, with the Sharks, nothing is that easy. Um, and here we are. I, I I don't like it's it's like I watched two separate games. Like, that's how I feel. And I, which really for me means I've watched three separate games because I've been trying to keep track of the World Junior game on top of that. So um, and, and Twitter perfectly reflected that. I What a oh, man. I'm just I'm trying to put this into words, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, he had the good feels with the, uh, uh, you know, with the with the goals scored by Evander Kane, Evander getting his uh, third hat trick as a San Jose Shark, and you thought, okay, you know, the Sharks are playing a fairly good road, uh, road period in uh, in that first period, just kind of holding uh, the Capitals at bay, out shooting them in that first period, thirteen to ten. Uh, going into the second period, though, we'd have all of or we'd have a bulk of the scoring happening with five goals in that second period. Evander Kane with a rare power play goal sighting. <laughs> Amazing. But uh, Thornton and Meyer in on that one. Thornton with just a beautiful dish into the slot and uh, Evander getting that on net. Uh, what'd you see from that first goal, Ian? Um the first the sharks that was shark scored first right yes yes uh, look it was a good it was a solid play um you know i said this yesterday goal score is goal same thing um you know it was just a solid play so i got distracted team canada just scored and it's 3-3 three, three. <laughs> <laughs> apologies there um yeah goal score is goal um just you know it was a good play it was a solid play i thought i thought the sharks you know did a really good job you know getting that first goal because at first i was really like i started the game again tale of two games i started the game a little bit nervous about jones there's a couple of things where i was like "Ooh, jones gotta tighten things up a little bit there in the first right and then um i thought jones kind of settled in and then the sharks scored and you thought okay hey look you know the maybe the sharks are gonna go on a run here um I, I, I don't know. I thought it was I thought it was a solid solid it was a solid play, solid goal. Um but uh yeah, you know, I, I thought cuz the Sharks really 
it was nice to see them get on the board. It was rewarded for their play because I thought Jones was a little shaky early, but I thought the team overall was playing really good in front of them. So positive. Yeah, no, I think in that first period, there were definitely a lot of positives. However, Nick Dowd with his fifth on the season, Leipzig and Hathaway uh, getting the assist there. It's 1-1, and that comes 7:29 into the second period. But then just two and a half minutes later, Evander Kane again. Can we talk about that goal, though? Yeah, I... The first, the, the, the Capitals goal. Oh, yes. Let's talk about the Capitals goal. Okay, so... Because I know I, I immediately jumped on Jones because this was a bad goal for Jones to let in. And everyone's like, well, what about the defense, right? And so I get it. I mean, I understand that, you know, especially when it's time to, like, crap on Eric Carlson. Like, when Eric Carlson does something, we have to we have to mention it. So, but here's the, here's the problem with that, right? And I'm not saying that Eric, Eric Carlson had a good game today. And I'm not trying to defend Eric Carlson here. But there's just certain shots in a game that a goalie has to make like certain saves, right? Right. And this is one of those saves. Yes, the defense in front of you screws up, but you know what? That's hockey. Like your defense is never going to be perfect in a game of hockey. Sometimes your defense is going to break down and the goalie has to make a save. And so in this situation, in that goal there, obviously you don't like the defensive play, but the defensive play is so far removed from the goal, in my opinion. Like you need Jones to make that save. Yeah. and There's no screen. There's, it's just a shot and it just beats them clean. Like you just, you can't, when, when things have gone this wrong this season, you can't allow those kind of goals. So I just, I just wanted to explain that because I feel like, I don't know if I did a good enough job explaining that on Twitter, what I was trying to say, um, you know, because I know some people are like, well, you got to crap on the defense too. And yeah, look at the defense need to be better on that play, but Jones, like that's a save Jones has to make. That's not like a bang bang play and it's in and you go okay well defense should have taken a stick defense should have taken a man like this is a you know this is a clean shot that beats jones clean he has to be better yes definitely a clean shot that beats uh jones clean <laughs> that's like home games being played at home home uh, games being played at home look <laughs> I, I today has been such a brutal day for me like i don't like my day night jar is already full um, you should see my Twitter game. My Twitter game was atrocious today. Just yeah. atrocious. Yeah, I had maybe three tweets out uh, during the game because I'm like, uh, I'm finishing my coffee. I'm trying to get something to eat here. You know, just trying to wake up. But, uh, you know, somebody who is who is waking up, quite frankly, on this road trip. I mean, Evander Kane comes in again and answers right back. Like I said, two and a half minutes in um, and or two and a half minutes later after the uh, Dowd goal. He gets a 17th on the season, Couture and Carlson with the assist. That would be Melker yep. Carlson. Um, yes. And he had a great play in the neutral zone that really um, came back and, and started that play. It allowed Couture to kind of move up and then do the little drop back to uh, Kaner to get that short-sided goal. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and that's, you know, that's the thing. Like, Melker Carlson obviously, you know, gets a lot of, crap from this fan base and and i'm not going to pretend like a lot of it's not deserved but um you know assault you know this guy is an nhl tweener for a reason right like i i consider him like an nhl tweener he's kind of a guy who could play on your fourth line um he's a guy that you know probably would tear it up in the a um you know look at yeah he sometimes he does make some some solid plays and i like melker carlson's thing of like about his game is that he often he can make a he doesn't get enough credit for for how simple he can play his game. And I think it was a simple play that turned into a 
big play for the Sharks. Yeah, yeah, and it, and you saw a lot of second efforts tonight by the forwards, excuse me, this afternoon, by the forwards really doing a great job back-checking. And uh, that back check led directly to a goal. So, you know, when you play good defense, the offense will come and uh, you really do start to make your breaks. Evander Kane, though, would get another break uh, on the power play, luck, uh, you know, funnily enough. So I think it's since November 7th since the Sharks scored uh, multiple uh, power play goals. But Evander Kane with his 18th, this time Eric Carlson getting in on the, uh, on the assist game there with uh, Timo Meyer, And uh, that would be uh, Meyer's second assist, and he was doing... Uh, quite well I mean doing some real yeoman's work however you know after feeling all those good vibes sharks got a shark and uh, let in a goal within two minutes uh, of the period ending it uh, comes 1842 on the clock Jacob Verona with his 17th but uh, assisted by TJ Oshie and you thought okay uh, you know the guys are kind of letting it up here in the last minute um, even even after they scored the goal, Kuznetsov had a beautiful look to tie the game in that second period. Tried to yeah. pull the uh, old hurdle move there, but um, failing in epic fashion. But I mean, Ian, what help us dissect what happens to this team in the latter portions of a of a of a period that really just does them in, and it's it's been a trait. That, they get lazy. Yeah. yeah. They get lazy. I mean, it's really simple. They get lazy. They they get lazy, and they the one thing that the Sharks have done repeatedly this year that has worked against them is that they don't take care of the center of the ice. Right. Right? And that's, you know, and this is the problem. This is why you see all these odd man rushes and stuff, because guys get, for some reason, get to skate up the middle of the ice and start taking shots on your goalie. Right. I mean, and, and I I totally agree with that. I also think that, you know, their their play within the neutral zone also has a has a lot to do with it, because I feel like they're they they're caught between wanting to play the body on the blue line and wanting to to really funnel a team to the exterior. Right. So they're kind of caught between these two defensive mechanisms within the neutral zone and they don't sure. really have a great idea of how to sort it out if, if either of those things break down and that al allows the, the center lane drive to be open. And so, you know, the, the team to me, um, like you said, I think they let off on the gas. Um, and, and I also think that when they do let off on the gas, that their mental game defensively becomes suspect. And it, it's hard to look at another thing that I think bears to be mentioned here is it's hard to it's hard to keep momentum when you're getting victimized by some pretty ridiculous penalty calls like that like that cane interference was ridiculous oh right and then the slash the, and then the slash like and then the slash later that we you know that they that they called in favor yeah. on us yeah you know tonight's refing there it is again god damn it um this this afternoon's refing left a lot to be desired i think we're still we're halfway into the season and we're still questioning what's going to be called right what is interference and what, what is yeah. a slash it, it's hard right because like you have it, it's hard because like there's some plays and then look at i mean i'm not gonna lie like brent burns totally gets away with one behind the net with the ref standing right beside him like that, that's roughing and 
any league that I've ever watched. Right. Um, you know, so that's difficult too. And that's, I, I don't know. I, I think it's hard. Like there is complacency and there is breakdowns and there's obviously problems that the sharks have had. Um, and, and look at, and look that the, the one goal there where it was really a nothing play. The ref doesn't know where the hell he's going and look at, I don't, the ref made a mistake. Refs are human beings, right? But Vlasic doesn't know how to play that puck because the ref doesn't know what the hell he's doing. And then a nothing play turns into a hell of a play by TJ Oshie to pick it up and, and turn it over. But, you know, you want to be, you can get mad at Vlasic there and be like, well, Vlasic really screwed Jones there. But really, and I don't blame Jones for that goal at all, but really that ref needs to decide what the hell he's doing. You know, again, human error, simple human error on the ref's part. Um, but it's just one of those things where, you know, uh, it's just it's a it's a crappy break. Yeah. And I'm not going to try and say that the Sharks were victimized in this game. The Sharks victimized themselves in this game. Right. But plays like that don't help. No, they no, they, they really don't. And and I think right now this team is is very much whatever little mistake that they make is amplified by a, a chain of, of defensive lapses that happen afterwards. Sure. So it seems like it's Murphy's law. When something breaks, I think it's everything is breaking. Right. Right. No. And exactly. And that's, that's, that's the best way I think to, to look at it. And it's unfortunate, but it, that's, you know, that's, that's hockey, right? Like this yeah. stuff is going to happen. Right. Oh yeah. Sorry. <laughs> going Canada scores. It is, it is now four, three Canada <laughs> Four minutes left. Oh, my God. All right. So uh, going into the third period, um, the Sharks, I mean, really did a good job in that third period, just stifling the neutral zone, got back to that good defense that they were playing um, earlier in the uh, first period. And, you know, I thought they were on cruise control, doing a pretty good job with the chips, you know, doing a good job with keeping it to one and dones. Had a couple of, of close calls. I think they had a, a post, uh, a ringer off the post. Um, and and a few other semi high dangerous, but for the most part, a pretty good road period up until seemingly the empty net goal. Uh, Logan Couture with the empty netter at uh, 19 minutes in the third period. Uh, Hurdle and Burns both getting the assists there, and then collapse. I, I mean, well, you know what? And it's funny though because if you look at that play specifically, I I, I and I was going to comment on this, and I'm like, no, you know what? They're, they're winning, just being icy in. But the nonchalantness of Couture scoring that goal, like, it, when you look at what happened next, like, you're kind of like, and I look at, I mean, it's an empty net goal. I mean, you don't have to go and pretend you're deking out the goal or anything else. But it was just funny how the game ended when you look at how nonchalant that last goal was that Couture scored. Yeah, no. It, <laughs> and it just seemed like, you know, he was really waiting to the last possible second to, to bury it into the empty net. And even that, it seemed like he was going skating in slow motion. It did. Like, it was really such like a, I don't know, man. I just feel like if you're the Sharks and, but maybe he's trying to kill clock. I don't know. I mean, it, I'm not going to like, look, I'm not going to try and overly be critical of an empty net goal. Right. Like I'm going right. to, we can't, I'm not, I'm not, it's just, it's just kind of ironic the way that goal was scored and the way the the game ended after that. Like I look at again, you're probably Couture's probably killing some clock there. 
Um, but it, it does seem like it was like the most slow motion, nonchalant, nothing happening empty net goal ever. Uh, yeah. And, and so you thought, okay, four to two minute left. Sharks got this one. But then Jacob Verana makes it very interesting. He gets his 18th. That's the second of the, of the game with Eller and Gudis um, going ahead and getting those assists. And then you're like, okay, four, three, you know, we've got. 47 seconds we got to kill off okay not this isn't you know this isn't the end of the world or whatever you know it's just sharks got to cut it close cardiac kids Mm -hmm. but then tj oshi with the tying goal with 15 seconds left in the game kuznetsov and backstrom with the assists and you know i i think we need to look at both of those goals together because they quite frankly they were eerily similar to each other and yeah both both angle angle shots that that Jones if he's not so far back in the net is going to cut off but man that's it that's it right the the, the team gets the team gets absolutely rattled by by the Verona goal the Verona goal right it was the first one that oh she scored the second um like they got they, they got rattled and you could tell Jones was rattled um, because very, you know, when Jones is at his best, he's challenging shooters. And I thought that was the thing that he did really well, you know, after a little bit of shaky starts of the first, you know, he started to show some coffee, he started coming out and challenging shots and, you know, playing more to the tip of his crease. Then that completely went away here. And you can tell like just the pressure they're putting on the sharks just got rattled because they had already checked out, man. They were already, they were making lunch plans. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that they had their eyes on the St. Louis ribs a little too early. Right. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I it just you saw after that first goal how dejected the team looked. You know, the the, the team just kind of I I saw them look back to Jones. You saw Vlasic just clear on, just sigh. You know, mm-hmm. he, he just he just sighs when he sees that first goal, and you know, and and again, both both of the goals are fairly easy. You know, if if you're on your your if you're on your right angles, those are both fairly easy goals to stop, and yet yeah. he gives them up back to back within 30 seconds. I mean, I I don't know I don't know what it is with his game right now. I don't know. If- well, he has no confidence. He has no confidence. That's obviously clear. Like, I mean, you how how could he at this point uh, with the season with the past two seasons? I mean, he's not Martin Jones. I'm sure is not an idiot. Right. Um, he, I, I'm sure he knows where he's at at this point. I'm sure he understands completely that, you know, Aaron Dell has pretty much wrestled the net away from him. Uh, you know, I look, he, he, he's, he's a human being and I am sure that, you know, this, all of this stuff has to be weighing on him. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I don't know what will, what it will take to rejuvenate his game. But I'm thinking a long layoff for sure. I think the next couple of games, I think you should start Dell. You know, give him give him a week. Don't Martin Jones shouldn't see the net for the rest of the season. If I if I had my way, he wouldn't see the net for the rest of the season. Because look at if you're gonna make the playoffs, all right. And again, this is a, an incredibly long shot. Because I think if my math is correct, I think the Sharks can lose. Oh, they got a point today, so maybe they can lose maybe eight, maybe nine games tops for the remainder of the season to have a chance. Yeah, I mean, as long as you're collecting points, I don't think the overtime losses hurt as bad as just straight up 
you know, zero points, but sure. still, you know, the, again, we're playing razor thin margins here. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, I mean, at this point, like, what do you have to lose by playing Dell? Even if you make the playoffs, which is a big if, what mm-hmm. do you have to lose? You're playing with house money at that point. What have you, what have you succeeded in? Ottawa's not drafting in the lottery with your pick. Right, exactly. And and that's pretty much all you can play for right now. So, I mean, playoffs is a good thing, and obviously, you know, we all want to see them make the playoffs, but let's also be realistic here. That is a hell of a long shot at this point. Right, and so just a quick peer over into the schedule. It's, it's It seems like they're playing every other. They've got this every other game, um, nice little... Uh, you know schedule here so i don't think we we would see dell or see jones actually for for the rest of january because it really is uh st louis uh, off day columbus off day dallas off day off day arizona off day colorado off day vancouver off day so you know i i agree i think giving jones the rest of the month off Unless if Dell completely throws out a stinker, then fine, go back to Jones. But until Dell has a stinker, which he hasn't yet under Bob Bugner, you play him. Because again, what oh what's where he's tired when the playoffs happen? Big deal. You think this team's a playoff a legit playoff contender? I know people are gonna be like, but St. Louis, but St. Louis. For forget that for a minute. If this team makes it, like much like St. Louis did, again, okay, sure, maybe stuff happens. I'm not do not put in my mouth that I am trying to say that the Sharks are going to St. Louis this thing. All I'm saying is that even if you do make it, if you do by against all odds make the playoffs, you're playing with house money at that point. Oh, who yeah. cares what happens? If you win a round, you lose a round. Who gives a damn? You, you know, you're. It's a better outcome than anyone would have thought today. Right. It was especially with how bad they've played in in the month of December and the month of October, and that's for sure. So, uh, you know, again, I think the the moral of the story is is Jones needs some time to regain his his form, if he can. Again, spending as much time as, as, as he can with Nabokov, because you know what? Fault Nabokov for a lot of different things, but, uh, you know, not being aggressive was... was uh, not part of his game and that's for sure you know he was an aggressive goaltender and you you hope that Jones just comes back with with the game that we saw him with the explosive pads and with the challenging of of the shooters in his in his previous start you know you yeah. you, you thought okay maybe maybe he is kind of you know figuring out his game again but boy you just you give him you you give him an opportunity like tonight and and you give him um, you know, the benefit of the doubt that he's going to try and, and really push, you know, push Dell, quite frankly, and just totally craps the bed. So in uh, in overtime, uh, unfortunately, Lars Eller ends it uh, his 10th on the season. Carlson and Holtby, <laughs> Braden Holtby, of all people, getting the assist. Um, but, I mean, it was back and forth. I didn't really, yeah, I, I didn't really hate the, the the overtime goal. I mean, you don't like it. And obviously, like, look, at this point, you're pretty angry at Jones um, with how the game has turned out. But with how back and forth, I mean, that's just, that's overtime three on three hockey, right? Like, right. That was, you, fun. You want was jo- fun. Yeah, you exactly. I mean, you want Jones to make that save, and I want you, and I think he should probably make that save, but it's so back and forth at that point. Like, that's, it's just, you're just exchanging chances. And unfortunately, Hopi was the better was the better goaltender in overtime and that's how it ends um well, i mean more lucky quite frankly too I mean, Timo well, yeah, Meyer... and, you could, and you could argue luck as well i mean luck hey you have to be you have to be lucky to be good 
Yeah, exactly. So uh, that that ends uh, the uh, the afternoon's uh, game, and the Sharks unfortunately fall uh, five to four against the Washington Capitals. And this is just, you know, this is going to be one of those games that you look back like, hey, you know, there's a there was this was a, a point squandered. And, mm-hmm. and and really could have, have gone a long way to helping them in their cause. Um, as I mean, it, the only positive you can take from that is at least Washington is not a Western Conference team that you're chasing down. They're an Eastern Conference team. You know, a three-point game against Washington doesn't really hurt you. You got a point. That helps. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, if you're looking for if you're looking for bright, you know, bright sides and silver linings and everything else, there's a silver lining for you. You did, you know, Washington, it was a three point game, but it was a three point game against the Eastern Conference opponent. You gained a point and that's going to help you increase the standings. You're not chasing Washington. Washington's completely irrelevant to your supposed playoff push. So there's that. There you go. Yeah, and and this one uh, about twelve babies. <laughs> this was the game Jones needed to win to stay off the bench, and I and I think that we are are kind of in agreement there too. You know, we we don't well, want. I said it yesterday. I mean, you, until Dell gives you a bad game, I don't know why you don't just ride the hell out of him. Because what's the worst that could happen? You make the playoffs. Yeah, and or at least you know going, <laughs> yeah, going into the All Star break, right? You know, not seeing Jones through the All Star break. Um, would really give him a long time to to, to figure this out, um, you know, because whatever he whatever mental state he's in now, whatever state condition his game is now, both of those things could definitely use a break. <laughs> yeah. You know, they it, it just you can just tell he's just not a confident goaltender right now. I I think that he's also kind of fighting his his previous technique that he's learned throughout you know his years um being being taught the goaltending position i think that that's kind of coming into conflict now with the way that nabby is kind of having the goaltenders be a little bit more explosive trying to have the goaltenders work on on some different things um you know arendelle seems to be really adjusting well to it you know i think it it also uh, i honestly and i think it placed his strengths because he's really more of an athletic goalie yeah, I mean, and again, look at I know, and there's been some stuff in the chat, like basically, like it's not like Dell is some like superstar goalie. He's not. Like, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to tell you that Aaron Dell is the second coming of insert, Ken Dryden. Ken Dryden, yeah. you know, all the the great. He's he's not the second coming of freaking Tretiak. Okay, yeah. I get that, but he is giving you the best goaltending you are getting right now. And unfortunately, if you're the Sharks, you have two choices. You have Martin Jones and you have Aaron Dell. Aaron Dell's giving you the bet, better goaltending. Aaron Dell should get the starts. Simple. Right. I mean, and, and he's the only goaltender that you're sporting above a 900 save percentage, right? So at or above 900. So um, just kind of quickly reviewing, um, you know, the Sharks end up losing, but they do gain a point. So right now in the standings, Sharks uh, currently stand at 44 games played with 42 points, a uh, record of 19, 21, and 4 on the season and they are trailing the Winnipeg Jets for the last wild card spot by six points. Uh, however, Winnipeg does have two games in hand. I think the team that you kind of circle off is Edmonton, right? Edmonton's at 49 points and the Sharks mm-hmm. stand at 42. So that's a clear three and a half game um, up on the Sharks. And so 
again, we've we've said it again. They're going to need to go on on a on a large win streak here to kind of gain ground again. Um, to really hell just to even dig them out of their own hole because yeah. you know they're they're two games under NHL 500, which is really six games under regular 500. So, um, you know. I, I don't know what to make of this team, Ian. They just, they're so bipolar right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, look, I, they, they've dug themselves an awful hole, right? And I mean, that's the thing. I mean, we, if we're being real about this team, they have dug themselves probably a hole they can't dig themselves out of. Now, look at, I am a Sharks fan. I would like to see the Sharks do well. I don't want to see them just quit on the season. I would love to see them fight and make me believe that they can get back into this thing. You know, I mean, during this game, you kind of started getting those feelings. You know, you started getting those November feelings, didn't you? Like you got, oh, look at this. They're doing this. They haven't won back to, you know, they haven't won back to back games since November. And then, you know, you have power play goals suddenly coming and everything started feeling like November again until it suddenly didn't. It, you know, I, I mean, they're in a, they're in a, they're in a deep hole. Um, obviously, you don't want to see them just cave in and give up. Obviously, like you still want to see good hockey. I mean, they got what half a season still to play, um, but it's going to be hard. And I think people need to have realistic expectations of what's going to happen. And then, you know, and then the trade deadline isn't too far away because, like, it's you know we're we're into the new year now. World Juniors are over. What's the next big thing on the calendar? Trade deadline, and you know that's going to make some interesting conversations too. Yeah, no, I mean, I think we've we've been hearing some rumblings out of Toronto with some uh, interest, some uh, perspective interest in Dylan. Um, you know, moving out of left hand D is is probably going to be important, um, especially for getting um, Vla- uh, excuse me, Ferraro and Shimek, um off of each other's uh, D pair. Yeah, um, there's that, right? I mean, that's that. There's, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that the Sharks are seeing to look at. I, it's going to be interesting. I, I am actually, I'm working on an article about this and just trying to figure out like what you trade for what. Um, and it's going to be interesting, I think, because I've just kind of started it and still in the fleshing out phase. Cause I'm trying to like come up with good comparables and stuff, but uh, it's unfortunate Dylan doesn't shoot right. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but you know, I think that there will be some, some value that can get, be extracted out of, out of some pieces that you might want to trade away. Again, I I just don't know what to make of the team. If they go into the all-star break, you know, riding a four or five game winning streak or whatever, I, for one, kind of think you try and keep the mojo together and you don't trade anything and, you know, let Dylan walk. I mean, what's... I Yeah, I mean, it's hard, right? Because you want to have something... It's it's a difficult trade-off because in one hand... You know, you keep the band together. You, what's going to be interesting to see is what the Sharks do, because really trading for draft picks isn't going to help this team right now, because none of the guys you're going to trade are going to give you. Brendan Dillon's not netting you a first round pick. And even if you do, even if it nets you a first round pick, you're trading him to a team that obviously is playoff bound. So that's, you know, it's, it's not like you're not going to replace what you've lost to Ottawa already. Right. It's a it's a it's going to be a low, you know, a, a low pick a low pick. And I, and I and I don't even think you I, I doubt you even get a first for him. But 
for the Sharks at this point, I think what you need to do is you need to start looking. If you're going to start trading players, you need to trade for players that are going to, you know, help you now or help you at least next year. It can't, you know, obviously you're not trading for a rental to try and make the playoffs because I think that's just stupid. The prices for rentals are too high and you're just, you're going to throw away more picks by doing that. You need to, if you're going to start moving players around, I'd like to see them move because look at the Sharks being what they are and maybe they surprise us and maybe they make a bunch of moves for guys that we never thought were movable. But the reality is you're trying to plug holes next year. Right. No, you're, you're exactly right. And, you know, the Sharks start, need need to get some some equity back into the in, into the farm that's for sure um so yeah i mean we'll see we'll see what happens i think anything right now is is kind of on the table um mm-hmm. just where the sharks are at and just in in so far as their play dictating you know what moves should be made i think anything is on the table dictated on their play um shifting focus over to the league there's really i mean we're the first game uh of the docket today so mm-hmm. we've got uh, some good matchups penguins and panther or excuse me panthers and penguins lightning and hurricane flames and wild red wings and blackhawks predators and ducks um so you know we've we've got a full slate on the rest of the evening I mean, Ian, if you want to take it away and riff a little bit on the World Juniors and what you saw and what you um, liked, I, I, you know what, I didn't get to watch as much as I like. I hate. I'm I'm watching the 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 medal presentation now, and I hate seeing sad kids, regardless of what country they're from. I thought the Russians played a hell of a game this game. Right. Um, nice, good, solid game. I mean, obviously, I'm happy Team Canada won because I'm Canadian, and why would I not be happy my team won? Um, but uh, yeah, it was. It was a it was a fun tournament. It always is. I mean, I think this is some of the best hockey that you get throughout the year. It's unfortunate that because of obviously being in uh, a time zone that's not friendly to us, that the games were on so early, um, especially for you guys out on the West Coast. But um, this is, you know, next to the Stanley Cup playoffs, I think it's my favorite hockey of the year. Yeah, no, and and it's it's some really exciting hockey. Uh, you you get to get to see the emerging stars from throughout the different nations that that get to go and um i think the sharks had a had a prospect in the finland um uh, bronze yeah. game uh, unfortunately the the swedes uh swedes uh unfortunately yeah swedes uh, I mean, not unfortunate i mean the swedes won congratulations to them they got the uh bronze medal but um yeah i mean it's hell, hell of a tournament that pool the pool that that one pool was pretty stacked. I mean, you had pretty much, I think Sweden and Finland were one pool and like everyone else was in the other, the Russians. So it's insane, insane pool. So it'd be interesting to see what the pools look like next year. Yeah, that's for sure. It seems like it was kind of like the, uh, <laughs> the, the, it was the, the first, pool of death. Yeah, sure. exactly. The first division and everybody else. So uh, that being said, Ian, what are your final thoughts on today's game and uh, where exactly the Sharks are going and where the people can find you? Well, look, um, much, you know, much similar things I said yesterday. I mean, this is obviously this is a bump in the road. The Sharks, they only have so many losses left in this season. And it, you know, I I mean, I know you, you want to focus on, you know, they need to win a bunch of games, but the number of games they can lose are are getting fewer and far between. Um, but look at the, the sharks, this is a bump in the road. Um, the, what matters is what happens the next game and the game after that and the game after that. I mean, this, 
this game doesn't, you know, is this game going to be considered a bump in the road on, you know, uh, an exciting trying to track down the playoffs? Or is this a turning point where everything just kind of the wheels just completely fall off again? That remains to be seen. But sorry about that. Um, reality is they're they're in a deep hole, but they, you know, they got a point. They didn't give any points to someone else in the conference that they're trying to chase down for a wild card spot or division spot or whatever. Um, there are some silver linings here, but I yeah, don't I mean, want to see Martin Jones and net forever. Yeah. I mean, you know, silver lining wise, I think it's, it's two tough games back to back. We didn't even really mention that you get a possible three out of four points. Um, yeah. So, you know, in, in playing against a, a just an outstanding Washington Capitals team and playing against a pretty rough and tumble kind of Columbus team. So, you know, extract. Yeah, look, points. I mean, I'm trying to be. I look at. I've I've been very much on the road that this season has been over for for games now. But on the show, I try to be positive. I try to give people something to walk away from the show happy with. I mean, no one wants me to come on the show and be like, "Well, the season's over anyway. What the hell does it matter?" Right. What the hell are we doing here? Right. Um. It it's 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 a long road. Um. But. You know, if they're going to do something, if they're going to make it interesting, the you know the opportunity is still there to at least make it interesting. Um, at Ian Blogs Hockey on the Twitter machine, and like I said, I am working on that article about uh, you know basically selling the Sharks, um, and but um, I'm hoping it'll be ready sooner than later. But it's probably going to take a little bit of time because I'm trying to do some research and not just make hot takery a thing. <laughs> Uh, well, that's good that you're always putting in the research there, Ian. Uh, I'm at Eric Landy. Use my first name. That's Eric spelled with a K. Last name Landy, L-A-N-D-I, on all the social media garbage. And uh, for everybody at Teal Town USA, thank you for checking us out this afternoon. Absolutely. And uh, like they always say, keep it real. Oh, yes. Happy. Hey, hey. How better? Hey, fifth anniversary for, for, for the pod. Um for the vlog, whatever. Um, that's really awesome. I think what a better way to uh, celebrate the fifth anniversary with two guys that weren't there at the start. <laughs> keep it teal and keep it real teal. Thanks, everybody.